Hello everybody and welcome back to Command Point. My name's Ryan. Today I'm here with Shane. Hello, hello. And uh, today we are joined by two very special guests, James Skinner and Tom LaRochelle. Uh, hello. are fresh off of a uh, Kill Team Doubles. Kill Team Doubles tournament victory, is that correct? That's right. Tag Team Champions. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a doubles tournament here in, 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 um, in Pasadena, um, just outside of L.A., at a place called Gameology that um, uh, the guys over at um, Squad Games put together. Uh, but yeah, it was, um, it was three rounds, uh, two and a half hours per round. Um, and yeah, it was doubles teams. It was two boards, um, a variety of terrain and, uh, a pretty good spread of teams from what I remember. So I guess, uh, first of all, James too, how are you doing over there? (laughs) I'm doing well, guys. I'm doing very well. (laughs) I gotta, I gotta apologize to make this time. I, I had to do the interview in the car. I'm just such a busy guy. So. Just let me know if there's anything I can do to improve the audio quality. Oh, absolutely. It's going to get a lot worse when he transfers to a helicopter in about 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, for the listeners, Tom and James, they're longtime friends, longtime Kill Team pals here, uh, going back to last edition. And uh, so you guys have been playing Kill Team for a while as well. Mm -hmm. And so I, I wanted to just, so I personally, Ryan, I don't think you have either. Um, I, I just want to talk a little bit about doubles because it's a pretty weird thing. Cause some people might hear doubles and they might think it's like, like a team tournament with two people, but it's not that no. it's two players on a team playing at the same time and going against another team of two players. And this, I think this got introduced at Adepticon this year or something like that, but can you guys talk to us about how doubles works and how it, how it functions? Yeah. First of all, do the got to do the plug for Dakota and Squad Games. Oh um, yeah, it's another podcast. But that he he did a great job of because the doubles tournament the format requires like boards that it. I was worried it was not going to be fun because the boards need to be competitive and actually like fun to play on. Yeah, and he he's put a lot of time and thought into planning like very different boards from each other like no game was the same um Mm -hmm. and every game felt like uh i don't know we there nobody really had a lot of serious complaints all the games were fun and so that's like a huge part of setting up that format that is pretty crucial that um, was that was big yeah i think i think you do when you're you're playing doubles you you there is some expectation of of getting crowded and i think that's part of the game um but uh i think you know there's especially on deployment uh it makes for some really um at times tough decisions on on who's gonna have to stick their neck out a little bit because there's just not enough room um or or if you're you know worried about um some sort of alpha strike uh, with blast or splash, um, you know you you can really leave yourself vulnerable to that. But uh, these boards definitely felt really um, balanced well, um, and and each one unique and um, 
and just the terrain layouts were um, just thick enough um, where it was, you know, it was interesting, but there, I felt like there, I never felt like there weren't enough shooting lanes um, and I never felt like there were too many. So it, it was definitely a really great layout. They, they did a great job. Yeah, and the boards, so just to visualize, it's mm -hmm. two kilting boards like side by side, right? Right. So some of them, most of them were uh, laid side by side. Um, uh, I believe like long side uh, each, and 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 we actually played two boards. On, I don't know if I'm describing this right. We played two boards laid out horizontally on one on one uh, layout. So they're they're even the way the boards were were placed and laid down had a variety to them. Um, where uh, that that one really long narrow one was super interesting because you're very spread out, um, you know, left to right, but the board itself was not very deep. Um, so that I mean that was interesting. That made it so that the action was kind of spread out uh, on different parts uh, of the map, and um, and you'd have like kind of different squabbles here and there, and 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 just like it, it felt like little mini key, you know kill teams fighting for control of um of of points uh and, and then but in the middle of all that you'd be really concentrated on what was going on on one end of the board and then someone would find a shooting lane all the way across from the other side and just nuke somebody <laughs> uh so it was super interesting it, it was with yeah. that many players on the board it really made for some like exciting I, stuff yeah I, I was playing hearth cannon so like i had to really plan ahead because of my movement just because the boards were so big yeah. yeah i mean it's funny you don't think too much about how in this edition the guns unless it's like a pistol it's infinite range right and it doesn't usually feel that crazy because you're playing on a kill team sized board but when it's two boards that's got to be pretty wacky yeah um, exactly <laughs> so as far as how it actually plays because i I actually genuinely don't know. So you guys are one team, uh, and and your opponent is one team. Or so when you activate a model, is it like James is activating a model, or is it James and Tom's team is activating a model? How does that work? So actually, it's it, it it's at, the way they played this out, um, and part of this was uh, to keep time in mind. Um, each game had about two and a half hours, but that time melted away so quickly. Every single game we played, we would hear like, oh, 90 minutes. And we're like, 90 minutes? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and, you know, it, it literally that there was not a single game where that didn't happen. Um, but yeah, to keep that in mind, we, we were encouraged to make moves at the same time. So when it was our turn, uh, when it was one turn's team, both players would move one of their kill team's models. Oh. I I was never moving James's models. James was never moving mine. Um, but we would both move a model. Or if I had a, you know two GA two models, like if I was I was playing Farstalker, if I was moving the dogs, I would move two models, and he would move one of his. Um, but we and that would be but our we did, We kind of like uh, you were supposed to do them at the same time, but like that's really impossible. So it was really just about like doing things and checking with your opponent to see if they were like cool with it too because yeah you know i would want to like nux smash a dude off an objective so that tom's crew that was going next could shoot that guy because he's no longer in cover 
And so right. I think, I think Dakota had uh, like squad games. They had wanted it to, the way he described it at the beginning was like, you guys kind of move at the same time, but every game that we kind of played, we played it the way I described it, where it was kind of like, we just had fun. And so it was like, when it was our team's turn, you know, we could just kind of move and take um, guys. They did all the, you made sure at least a model did all of his actions at one time. Like I didn't punch a guy and then a, a crew didn't shoot the guy. And then my knock, my brawler right. would get to like finish his attack. Like you would do an entire move with a guy, but in terms of who went first, you know, we would trade off depending on the round, like what made more sense. And that was that wasn't even really a strategic thing as much as it was a logistic thing. There were times when, you know, I might be on one side of the board attacking and, a, you know, so at one point we were playing a team that one of the players was intercession and the other the other player was um, was Admech. And we were both in two different you know, two different models attacking ad mech models in the same turn. And I was like, Hey, I'm going to attack him over here. Like I was trying to keep, we're always trying to keep the game moving. And he just looked at me at one point. He's like, Hey man, yeah, sure. Can I just like settle one of these at a time? And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, please, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to rush you, but like it was, we, it was so hard to get a game done in just even in two and a half hours because there were so many models on the board and there was so, especially like just, figuring everything out in the beginning and then getting to the end of turn one would take so long. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, again, it still led for, I thought it was a really unique tournament. It was really and, fun to. And <clears throat> command points too. We, we all started with six mm -hmm. and then oh, okay. you would, you would regenerate two each, right, Tom? No, we, we, I think we earned two, a, two a turn. So we'd each generate yeah, yeah, one yeah. as normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah. we could both draw from the same pool of command points. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. That's pretty interesting, yeah. actually. Yeah. So, like, did you guys ever find yourself, like, squabbling with one, one another at, at times hey, over I, how I, to I, use the... I, you know, the Hearthkin are not great at shooting. And so there was one shot when I had my you know the beam rifle and i had a pretty crucial shot on like an intercessor and and he whiffed two of the four hits and tom i was like from the get-go we had decided that like i'm gonna we're gonna let Kurt use the majority of the cp because hearth can have a lot of like you know just like buffs within their own characters to kind of help them um but Kurt, like Kurt that also cp hungry so yeah I, I re-rolled, failed the first re-roll, and he was like, God damn it. And I was like, can I roll another one? Because if I kill this guy, it's really good. And I went the next one, and then I wasn't allowed to use CP for command re-rolls anymore. Yeah, I locked him day. out on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. So, I mean, had you guys played a doubles event before, or was this your first time? Well, no, so we, we, had, no, we, had, we had played a doubles event. So we had when? played a doubles event in the old version of Kill Team on <laughs> Tabletop Simulator. Oh. Yeah, in 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 arena and and what we found so before we started this I said it can't go like that game because that game <laughs> we got in each other's way, nobody could get down a hallway and we got slaughtered. 
And it was like <laughs> over before it started because the, the only thing we didn't think about is, oh, we are getting in each other's way. And we, so we were, every board we ended up playing to our advantage was open board, but also like we, I was very conscious of, I'm going to put this guy here. I'll make sure I move him early. And whenever I was, you know, when it came back to our turn, I would check in with James and be like, do you need me to clear someone out of the way for you? So you, you can move this guy. Cause there were certain times where it's like, well, yeah, I need this guy to get free so he can pop up here and shoot um, or get on that objective. But luckily for us, um, we just kind of kept our eye on it and, and made sure we weren't tripping over each other. Um, because again, especially on some of those deployments, they're all hot dog deployments. So they were all, um, you know, three inch deployments. Um, and if you were trying to take advantage of heavy cover, uh, there were a lot of just piles of bodies back there. Okay. So, um, was there any into the dark at the tournament or was it all open? There were a couple into the dark boards. We did not get to play on one. Okay. So would it be, cause I saw one picture at Adepticon mm -hmm. where there was a board that was half into the dark and half open. Was there anything like that? No, I don't think so. Was there, James? You know, there there was a board that we didn't get to play, and it was pretty freaking cool. It was uh like this Eldari or like oh, a kind of yeah. a Drukari board. And it was like half of the board was a giant circle. It was a 3D board, and half of it was a giant circle cut out that was kind of like a pit. Um, <laughs> it was so cool. That you could look down in, and then there were all these like elven scaffolding like on the other half of the board above it. And so th there were, uh, there, I don't think there were any like half into the dark, half open board, but there was just a lot of terrain. I mean, overall, like if you're trying to set one of these games up with friends, I think the baseline is just like have two kill team sets and use all mm -hmm. the terrain. Yeah. Right. Because that's what it, I mean, there was looking at the boards when we started, I was like, man, there's a lot of terrain out here, but, it, the game's always felt fun. Um, and I it, really it wanted really... to play on that, that Eldar board. It looked like Geonosis. It was like so, <laughs> so like, uh, it looked like Ben Hur or cool. something. It was really cool. Yeah. Uh, that was all, I think, 3D printed by Dakota. Um, yeah. D Dakota seems like, I mean, he, he rocks. He, he does a lot yeah. of good work over there. Yeah. He makes some like really interesting. Um, I think he understands the, the basics of, uh, kill team terrain and 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 then has taken that and and designed some of his own and i didn't play on that one so i'm not sure how that 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 particular board played out but every other board that i've played of his on his printed terrain um has been a lot of fun so um i do you know i do enjoy his stuff too nice ryan did you have any uh doubles questions i mean none so far you guys have pretty much answered all of them uh regarding the format that i had um, I guess a general question, if we want to go deeper into like your team comp would be what made you guys want to take Hearthkin and Crute? Yeah. Um, so I had been playing, um, Scions in the, in the previous two league tournaments leading up to this. And I'd done really well with them. And I think I just needed to reset with this version of kill team to learn the basics. And then I started looking at Farstalker because the last 
tournament, like one day tournament I had been to or two day tournament was in San Diego and I had brought compendium crude and I really liked a lot of their mechanics, but then really hated a lot of their, um, just shortcomings, um, obviously. And I had done all right with them, but just felt like they weren't, um, a feasible team. And then, you know, Farstalker, I had looked into and been like, oh, they actually have what I liked about compendium crew and a lot more. Um, and James had been playing Eldar and then recently picked up the, um, the set with the, uh, um, with the Hearthkin. And I don't, I mean, James, I, you know, I don't want to speak for you, but, um, it seems uh, well, like you were I, was, them. I was playing, I played Corsairs at LVO and like, uh, I just mainly had the board and wanted to play them. And I just thought this was a good opportunity to do it. Um, but I think also looking at it, we both, I really liked kind of how defensive Hearthkin were. And you just kind of with the Farstalkers, we, what's funny is looking at the tournament, we were like, man, Poach is really good. We're going to use that all the time. And, you know, the Hearthkin, I think they're like, on paper, they're slow. They are slow, so you have to keep moving up. But they do have a couple of things that are, I think, fast, which is the jump pack guy oh, yeah. on that, that large of a board. I mean, we both, I think, said that guy was the MVP. He was the MVP game. of almost every game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty much every game. Yeah. Because it and him and then also the Locatar, the guy that has the ability to shut down uh, opponents being able to use yes. scout, so they can't um, get a free get the three inch dash in the scouting phase, and they also can't deploy outside of their deployment zone. We never played commandos, so that didn't really come into factor. But no one that we played got to do a dash, mm-hmm. um, and, and so we did play. We did play um, Drukari. Um, or the the what do you call our hand of the archon? Uh, we played some teams that really would have benefited from a an alpha strike, um, and and just having the confidence of that not happening was was big, especially when you're piling bodies in your deployment because you have, you know, what I had was it twelve? You had uh, uh, ten I guys. Ten. Yeah. yeah. Um, they, you know, like. And what was funny is that we, none, in none of the games did we ever have to use Poach because yeah. <laughs> we, we just, like, it just ended up that we were winning objectives, like, combat-based because, like, I just wasn't completely aware of how deadly the Farstalkers far really are. Like, they were making intercessors just look like they were normal models. I mean, between them and the Hearthkin, it was like the Farstalkers can kill people. And when I think I was, after the first game, we had started kind of being like, okay, obviously the crew are going to go out in front and I'll clean up from the back. And I, the dwarves are not very good at like cleaning stuff up. Like, <laughs> So we kind of switched by the second game and it worked really well where it was like, I was drawing a lot of fire, but had three up saves and overall, like, you know, it ended up being my support guys that had plasma knives that people started going after so they could win objectives, but it just took so many resources to kill this little dwarf with a three up save that 
the crew were able to just clean stuff up. I think um, the team. I think the two teams really complement each other because crew or Farstalker is such a mid-range team, and um, really is dependent on on cover and and CP. Um, yeah. And the Hearthkin um, can really they can do a lot without having to be so CP hungry. And they have with those three up saves and you know certain other things they can they can hold on an objective that might be a little more exposed. Um, maybe if that, even if that's on your back line, if someone's shooting across, um, which frees, you know, it freed my guys up to, to kind of push the line, um, up I, and get in their, their yeah. space in the back. The big, I think one of the big combos we liked was bound the, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they can basically like go over traversable terrain. Like it's not there, the far stalkers yeah. that, that coupled with the Hearthkin being able to dig holes with their excavation tools, yep. making barricades as if they weren't there for the Hearthkin. The, the only thing that we agreed that I should spend CP on was, I forget the name of it, but it's the Hearthkin stratagem that allows you to put down another uh, fortify barricade if you didn't do it for your scouting phase. So... We would take the free dash, and then I would set um, another barricade down somewhere that was advantageous for the crew. Or, you, you know, one of the games, we chose Fortify. And so we were both putting down two barricades, which was on a map that was a lot more exposed that we thought the crew might need more cover for. Because as long as the crew are in cover, they're also pretty hard to kill. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, what else about doubles? So, like, I guess, like, in your mind, like, when you're, like, if you were going to a future tournament to play uh, doubles again, like, what makes a good, like, what are some core features, I guess, that would make, like, a good duo of teams, like, like a good composition? I mean, this is, this is part of, this is something that we didn't realize until after the first game, is that even with two and a half hours per round, um, there was only one game where we actually like got to the end of four rounds. Mm -hmm. um, and if you can pick a team like Firestalker who can score secondaries early, um, I was maxing out secondaries with Firestalkers, um, you know, just by taking um, implant and, and recover item and then mm -hmm. taking, um, you know, balance the books, the, the basically the Firestalker cheese combo. But, you know, that wasn't our intention going into it. But then after the first round, I realized, well, shit, we better score. Sorry. Uh, shoot, we better <laughs> score early um, because, well, you know, there's no guarantee this game's going to reach four rounds. So if they call dice down, you know, and to no fault, we were – look, I, I had to drag a guy back to the table at one point to be like, hey, man, there's no time to talk. Like, I love you, man, but let's roll some dice because it was just so hard to fit you know, we, our team had 20, uh, 22 activations and, you know, well, not 22 activations because I had a couple of GA guys, but like we're playing teams that had, you know, nearly just as many, if not as many. So like, it's just a lot of back and forth for each round, you know, um, yeah. it's basically two games stacked on each other. I think just taking a moment to just kind of have fun and think about and look at, what 
what it find like three to four things that both of your teams need that you can actually help each other with another little like and and strictly when it comes to like controlling main objectives and then scoring secondaries and look at your like faction specific secondaries because i would never take the uh grudge tally one with hearthkin in a one-on-one game i'm not betting on my hearthkin being able to like kill a dude that i need killed i mean for the most part but when you're playing with Kroot, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Because anyone that has a grudge token, I get a tally mark on the secondary for if they're just incapacitated. It doesn't right. say that I, I have to kill them. It's just huh. if a model with a grudge token is incapacitated. So the Kroot were, you know, my leader is pointing at a guy that I that yeah. I couldn't necessarily get to <laughs> before he activates. And then Tom's crew is killing that guy in the same turn. I mean, I was revealing the tally one as early as I can. I think turn one was the turn you can show it. And you'd usually wait for that, but it was like, nah, screw that. Like, let's score this now because <laughs> yeah. So and, and, yeah. So do you guys each get three tack ops? Or is it like a set yes. amount for the team? Okay. We, we each get three. Yeah. It just as normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And what about the, the like missions? So is it the primary? Right. Is there only six objectives on the board still? Or no, there were, was it, was it double? No, was it double? It wasn't double. I think it was, I think it was just eight though. Okay. It might have been nine. I'm not. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and check. I'm sorry. That's pretty um, crazy. I there there were more. <laughs> there were there were more objectives. So it never felt like you're you know like this bloodbath fighting. I mean, it was, it was every game was a bloodbath, but it never felt like everybody's crowding on like the same three objectives or something. I think there were. I think there were eight because we the, the most we scored one turn. I think was six. Right. And we got it, pretty it's still capping out that only. So we had to keep this in mind at times. Where I I was still capped at only scoring four a turn, and James is still yeah. capped at, uh, at four a turn. So you know, if I've scored four of those objectives with my models, I can't score that fifth. It would have to be one of his models. Oh, huh. Which did we did have to like figure that out sometimes, being like, wait, how many how many of these are mine? Um, I mean, yeah, that's pretty crazy sure. in general. Like because like all these teams, every team that comes out is like balanced like within itself. Like you never yeah. have to, like when they're making a team, they're not like accounting for like, oh, like what's right, like what's blooded gonna be like if there's like a right. tribe talent on the same team. But like right. that's a thing that can happen with double. So it almost opens up like a whole new like And world these are there's like, like these are official uh you know games workshop rules. I yeah. mean these are these are in the books, so so it's interesting that I don't know if they ever thought like that there would be competitive tournaments, but um I don't know. We had a blast. Yeah, <laughs> I thought yeah, it was a lot of fun. It sounds like a lot of fun, yeah. We also were playing two teams, and, and we, we got lucky in this sense that there were, there were a lot of people, people bringing intercessors. Um, and these are two teams, when they're paired up, that both have tools to take down elites. Um, myself with um, Vengeance for the King, Kin Band and mm-hmm. James with the Grudge Tokens. Um, so it, it was, you know, we were both really keyed into 
if there's some high wound model with a good save, it doesn't matter because we're going to get relentless on that model at some point, or we're going to be turning, you know, normals to criticals and they're going to go down. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think like if you're going to play in one of these games or even like a tournament like this, taking elites is like difficult. I think you've got to really be conscious about your the second team making up for the fact that you've only got like six guys because right. I I do think that that and we use that against the intercessors and stuff too where it was like oh I just charge a guy into two of them or something and so their team's pretty crippled and and I just wouldn't fight him because yeah that's that's half their team stuck there. We just stayed pretty. We just all we cared about was scoring objectives, which I mean is the game in general. Like, but I don't know. There's just with eight of them on the board. I think you're better off taking more of you know more bodies than elites. But I don't know. I, I think with the right like complementary team, an elite team can play well in this too. I think so. I think there were there was some discrepancy on um, when that team got Overwatch, and I assumed that when that one player burned through their six activations or whatever it was, then once it came back to them, they would get Overwatch until the round was over. Um, yeah. But then we learned later on, which is what we were giving our opponents, and then we learned in our third game because uh, it was an, a, there's another intercessor player. But he told us, no, I have to wait until my my teammate is also out of activations. Oh, my goodness. Which is crazy to that me. And crazy. Why would you yeah. take elites? Like, it doesn't make <laughs> yeah. sense. Like, yeah. like, at least give them the Overwatch. The first game, we were, we were game. letting the guy we were letting yeah. the guy do it. Because we were like, first, yeah, first two games. We, stupid, the second game, I insisted. I was like, no, it must be. You must have Overwatch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. It yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cause it's your turn to go and you don't have a guy. So you think, right. Exactly. Um, so, uh, I mean, James hearth can salvagers. So, uh, how do you feel about them in, in terms of not just doubles, but I guess just in, in, in normal, like one-on-one games. I mean, I, I personally like them. I I'm, and I'm playing them in my like local league right now and stuff. I went from playing Corsairs and even like Hyrule tech to playing them. And, I mean, I just think they look cool. That's the first. <laughs> they thing. do look cool. But, but I, yeah. but I like. I really, I liked uh, Gene Stealer Colts, but I never. They never really like stuck with me because I didn't like the saves. I didn't. I just didn't like how fragile they were, and they just. I. I would have rather had just played Corsairs instead. The Hearthkin. I like being. I like how defensive they are. I like that they're able to really like hold down an objective uh, pretty heartily. And I like that you have to take risks when you're trying to kill guys. I like the four up ballistic skill. I think it's hilarious. I think that, you know, with their, the, I think it's the Cognitar, the guy that allows you to put attack tokens down anywhere on the board that'll let you, uh, re-roll one attack dice uh, when you're shooting in that direction at anyone that's within like three inches of that token. Like, 
there's just a lot of different, like all, they have like three or four support guys that you have to really pick to suit who you're playing and what you'll need. And I don't know, they just, they just require a higher level of skill. You know what I mean, guys? (laughs) Takes a really smart guy to win with that team. (laughs) Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be brilliant. I also just like, I like that everybody says that they're not competitive because I think for the most part, any team can be, I, I think just, it depends on the map and it depends on where the objectives are. Like I've played games with Corsairs on, you know, like the sideways deployment that like it sucks because Gellerpox are right on top of you turn one. But if you were playing them lengthwise or whatever, like you could smoke them. I think that there's a lot of just like factors in a tournament setting and just in general, like in a competitive setting that, you know, Hearthkin are what, like a C on your guys tier list or whatever. But like, you know, I could get great, I could get great matchups and play really well and finish and do really well. And like mm-hmm. people just, people just aren't expecting to play that team. And so- I I mean, it seems like the consensus from a lot of people is that they're pretty bad. So the, my assumption would be based on that, they're probably going to get buffed soon, regardless of if they're actually good or not. So what would be on your wish list of, of Hearthkin buffs? Like, what do you, what would you love to see? Ooh. Um, I mean, I think, I think they would be overpowered if, if you gave them a better ballistic skill, at least the gunners, um, I'm not really good at like predicting what they're going to do to buff teams. I know everybody in my like local area says they need another wound. Um, I don't know. Sure. They, I think, I don't know what they, what I take. I think maybe give, making the Cognitar ability better, like make, make the attack token turn your gun into like relentless. I think if you had like relentless within that three inch range on a gun, you could reroll any fails. Mm-hmm. That could be pretty helpful because I think it still forces you to like use him and use that mechanic of like these guys aren't very good on their own, but if they work together, they could be pretty deadly. Like, yeah, yeah. I just don't ever think a Hearthkin should have a, a three up ballistic skill. Like, especially with doesn't go with the war. There's like a ploy that makes them shoot better within six. And if they had a three up, they'd be hitting on like twos. Yes. No. Right. That would be bad. Yeah. I mean, that would be ridiculous. Yeah. I've seen some people say they want them to be faster, but I kind of like that they're slow. I think that's like the whole point. That is the whole point. Yeah. I mean, they're just as fast as everybody else. It's ridiculous. (laughs) No, but they already did that. They already moved five. And the other thing is that that, that made the jetpack guy even stronger because now his base move was increased by an inch. Yeah. Like, so his, his base move is seven. He's charging on nines now. Like I was using that and nobody was really like noticing that, that so one I unit's think- ability to just ju- run up, turn one and hold a key door or something just to block a door. I'm talking about an open board is so ridiculous. <laughs> because it's, it, it's just like it it really shut down a lot of plans for every opponent we had and that's why we're calling the mvp is like james uh you know grabbed me after like 
game two or something. He's like, oh, I feel like, I don't know, I'm not doing a lot here. And I'm like, no, no, you're doing, I'm like, guys like that are like doing everything by just being there and like being in the right spot because it's, it then it would block, you know, them from moving through a certain door. And then I'd be able to get like, say my heavy gunner with the Dvorgite Skinner in place. And then, you know, the next round, be able to peek around a corner and just like melt two Marines and a Archon. And, and you know what I mean? And like one thing of shooting and just swing the game so hard because that guy was able to get in place. <clears throat> yeah. I, I personally like where Hearthkin are at because it, it really did. I, it was kind of like the end of this whole tournament where I was like, I don't feel like I did anything. And like, <laughs> I did. I like, but that kind of like after playing, after this playing put Corsairs, he put me on his back. <laughs> well, I think that's just like what it felt like playing Hearthkin. Cause it was like, no, like that's how they play. You run up and people get frustrated because they can't kill you. But like, you're not really like killing them, but you are like, you can, but you know, they have tactics like worth it where it's like, Oh, somebody is somebody's like why can't i kill this seven wound dude with three up saves and then they do it and they're like great that was easy get him out of the way and it was like one cp to score this vp right here and it just completely punishes people for even trying to like kill them because i don't know that's just kind of how they play it i just wasn't really used to it i like that they're just like they're meant to die and so before they die, each model is supposed to frustrate your opponent as much as possible. Like, so it's not always about getting the kill. Um, I think that's why things like the plasma knives and the, uh, the dozers, like knuckles, you know, he has this ability that's like, before he dies, he can still hit them with a hit. Yeah. If, if you have another one. And so, you know, that it's four damage. Same thing with the, the plasma knives. The crits are fives. So, like, if my comms or whatever, I've thrown him in to be sacrificed to hold an objective and, you know, like a Archon, whatever the hell, succubus thing is charging him with 40 attacks, whatever the heck those things do, it's like, he still got to hit back once before he died with five yeah. damage because she, she had a grow token on her and now she's gravely wounded and it worked really well in the uh team setting because it was like now this crew is gonna kill her with, with his rifle or the hound is gonna kill them you just gotta hit them once like they can the hearth can can really like soften dudes up i they're just a really unconventional way of playing mm -hmm. that i thought was pretty fun so, I want to I want to circle back briefly to how amazing uh, worth it is, and it, it came into play a couple times for us, like so big, because I'm always on the lookout after playing Scions for a couple of tournaments, um, which is basically a team that you just spam special forces and make them all pseudo three APL. That is such a unique pseudo three APL. If you can throw a guy out there, you don't mind losing him. He might have only a move and a dash, or maybe a move and a shoot to get onto a to an objective, uh, and maybe he doesn't have that thirty APL to to uh, secure it or to loot. But you know he's going to get killed, and when he does, you just pop that, and then <laughs> and you just watch your opponent's face drop. It's, yeah, it's so beautiful. Basically, it's like a tactical play where when a, when a hearth can dies, right. they get to do a free mission action, right? 
Yeah, for one CP. That's yeah. cool. Right. That's pretty cool. It's um, great. So here, I have a weird question. I don't know if this, if any of the teams did this or if this was legal, but are when you make a team, does do both players have to be playing different factions? Yes. Okay. I figured as much because that, that could get pretty weird. Yeah. Um, all right. That's interesting. You said there's a lot of elites there, yeah? Uh, there are a lot of people playing Intercession. I just think there's a lot of people playing Intercession right now in yeah. general. Always. So I think that just was part of it. Um, but uh, yeah, we saw we. I mean, we played three teams that all had one person playing Intercession. And I think for them we, against a lot of teams like, you know, look, they were scary. Those are models that are, are you have to dedicate um, a good amount of resources to, to start to thin out. But when you really start to thin them out, and then when we learned, especially in the last game, well, they're not going to get Overwatch um, until their opponent's activations are done. It's like, well, then why would I not make them the priority? Um, even though it was, you know, tempting to take out a seven wound model like sometimes i found myself maybe committing to taking out the the 13 wound model um because then i i understand they have a weak side or they have a weak you know half of their team um uh so then like you're you're basically kneecapping them a little bit um yeah nice. there, yeah. there was a uh fel felgor chaos cultist team Yep. Oh, oh. Uh, may they may, may they rot in hell. <laughs> we never I actually, I'm curious which, to see how that we didn't. Which we is why, which is why we won. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I, a, I, that's I, I'm curious to play that. <laughs> I mean that that's a pretty tough combo right there. Yeah, um, can't imagine what playing against that is like. Did they go three and zero? I don't know, actually. Sure, because I, I don't. Yeah, but did you check? Because they may, not, they may not have. They, the BCP like stopped working, so I couldn't pull up like the record or anything. But I, mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think they did. To be honest, because I, we were the last two playing. I think that were undefeated, but I don't know who they would have lost to. I mean, they to they got lucky. They. They dodged the Farstalker Hearthkin team, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, look, we were ready. We were ready for them. We Fair were enough. honestly. I mean, look, I, I, I am not like. Look, I'm not going to oversell my, um, you know, skill in this game or or Skinner's. You know, he's a better player than I. You know, he's only one of us has been ever top eight at LVO, and that's not me. Um, but I think. Like going into this, I texted him the night before and I was like, I think we're a really strong combo. And he was why he's like, why? And I'm like, I just think we cover each other's weaknesses. And if we can keep that in mind and stay out of each other's way, I, I think we're gonna be able to combo these guys. And and yeah, it ended up working. I just think I had the movement. I and we we both had ways of helping each other score early points. Um and, and, let, let, and let's yeah. talk about what are the stats on that Skinner gun, dude? Like, oh, that, that, gun, that gun's yeah, the, beautiful. That, That's a beautiful gun. That gun on oh. on that Farstalker model. Every time he would shoot it and he'd read the stats, everyone's face was just like, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it's and I was pretty like, brutal. That shit, I'm 
glad that's not shooting at me because that would wipe my whole team out. Like, yeah, for the listeners, that the uh, heavy gunner Devorgite Skinner on the Kroot, the Farstalker Kim Band is, uh, I believe it's six attacks on twos, damage two, three, AP two. Yeah, with torrent. Yeah, Pretty so nuts. two, three doesn't sound so bad. It has cumbersome, but but you know you can still move six. But as long as you can get this guy in place, and then one thing I did. Um, uh, one round was was I popped prey, which is uh, I know you're not like the biggest fan of it, Shane, and I also I I don't often use it, but um, if I can get a guy in, in position, especially that guy where I only have to dash and then shoot it, yeah, um, you know, because it gives sorry prey is one CP and you can give any gun heavy and um, balanced. Yeah. So then I'm also rolling re-rolling a dice on every one of those attacks, and. <laughs> It's it has torrent, so it's just it doesn't yeah. seem like a lot with two three damage, but you have six attacks on a two up with AP two, so it it's just tearing through anything. Yeah. It's crazy. It's good. it's good. Yeah, I mean, I I may not talk about prey the way like in a way that sounds like I like it, but I might be too much of a fan of prey because I keep using it and not getting any use out of it, and then, well, then I use you, it again. You said that, and, and, <laughs> I and never stopped using it. I heard that you're like I, I use it, I never get any, any use out of it. Um, and I, keep and using I, I felt I felt a similar way. If if yeah. I could do anything for this team, is I would give them. I wish they just had another attack, and 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 I didn't have to spend on cutthroats every time I was getting in, into combat. And I feel like they would be there, but I but I, I don't know. I'm taking them in a league uh, tournament, uh, SoCal league tournament, um, right now. So we'll see how they play individually. I wish the Trebleist hit on threes. That's my wish list. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The long range, the other long range heavy gunner. Yeah, because honestly, right now there's not much reason to take it unless like you just don't think you can get that guy up there. Yeah. But the way I play anyway is I like to push the board early. So. Right. Um. I don't know. It's not the worst gun. Five and a. Oh, it's four up. But it's yeah. Four, that's four the thing. Is four up. Rending. Yeah, and it's still cumbersome. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, all right, I guess I'll just take the Skinner. Yeah, the Skinner is just so much better. So uh, do you guys have any other spicy team combinations you'd want to play in a future doubles tournament, or would you stick with the the Crutes and Squats? James? Who else do we play? I, I mean, <laughs> I, I play a lot of Corsairs. I don't know if that would... Go well with, uh... I, would love, I would love to combo your because James is really good with warp coven, and I would love to see how they combo with compendium crude. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I took I took compendium so crude to San Diego. I, I took compendium crude to San Diego. I went <laughs> two two and one. I beat um, uh, I tied custodies. I beat blooded and I beat uh, warp coven. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and and I surprised some people, and 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 it's just because I you know I flooded the ground with bodies. I didn't mind losing people. The dogs always catch people off guard. Yeah. And and the crutox gets work done. And I would the love crutox to see. No, oh, the crutox is amazing. I love that. I love. I miss it so much. Uh, <laughs> I really would love to combo that with, especially the way James plays Warp Coven, because he likes to uh, be a little cagey and a little um, defensive, but then kind of overwhelm you late game. 
and I'd love to be like the forward wave and get thinned out. But by the time you're done thinning out my crew, James is up there with his warp coven. He's just, yeah, you, you know, you got the birds up there. You got the birds <laughs> up there. You're rolling dice. Yeah. You're just yeah. Gonna, you're going to get overwhelmed. I, mean, I don't know though. Like, uh, yeah, I spreading out like three sorcerers like that is, I thought about them and I was like, I, I just, I don't want to, I just don't want to play them because it, I think it just is even more difficult. Um, just trying to spread, spread those three sorcerers across that big board. Yeah, no, who knows? I mean, it's everybody's trying to figure out how to make Warp Coven work. Maybe the secret is to pair them with a much, much worse team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all they need. I mean, I mean, another combo I think would be great is a horde team with with Death Guard, and I'm surprised I didn't see that. I don't know if anybody yeah. took that to this. I actually like that. I like that I a think lot. Death Guard hanging back and holding these objectives and not being able to be shot off them, um, and then kind of slow rolling up the board. Uh, comboed with uh, an ag- an aggressive team that you you know you can score early points and you don't mind if they get thinned out. I think that would really solve Death Guard's problems, and and just I think that would really dominate in in a uh, in a pair yeah. setting for sure. You did Geller like Geller Pox and Death Guard? Oh God, that'd oh. be great. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. Chaos Cultists yeah. and Death Guard. Chaos Cultists yeah. and Death Guard might be might be the real one. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there's a lot of like brutal combos that we were very fortunate to not have to face. So like yeah, don't take don't take leave this thinking, oh, Hearthkin and Farstalkers are <laughs> a lot better than we than we thought. And it's like yeah. no. The, we're the just sun, idiots. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the sun was shining on us that day. Yeah. Like, yeah. We could yeah. feel it in the morning, you know? Yeah. We knew. But that overall, that's I just mean, kind wh- of like one thing we did differently. I usually bring a cooler full of beers and drink them all day while we're playing. <laughs> and I and, th- and this time I brought a cooler full of uh, uh, alcoholic seltzers and wine. Wow. And so uh, I think that might have had an effect. Um, just on you know, I, I like to con- I like to think of myself as the John Daly of Kill Team. I was really and, uh, really waiting for you to say. It, but this time, I brought a cooler full of water so that we could stay hydrated <laughs> no, throughout no, the day. No, absolutely and, not. And exactly. you just went in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> the, the most worried we got was after the first game, they had given us an hour for lunch, right, in schedule. We were like, okay, good. There's a bar down the street. We can go have a bite to eat and, you know, regroup after we get annihilated in the first game. And the first game went, like, well and – but it went so far over. We only had twenty minutes. Yeah, and God, God, were we thirsty? So we we ran we got down the there, and... <laughs> <laughs> and I ordered us. I said, I want two of the mugs, and then we'll have two pints to follow that up. And if you can just bring us a couple sandwiches, really quick, and then we just like gorged ourselves really quick, and then ran back <laughs> and uh, and then went back to the cooler full of wine. So it was, right. I well, Ubered, yeah. we both Ubered, you know, is, we kept it That's safe. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, folks. I mean, this is, uh, <laughs> I think this is the analysis we were looking for, right? Yeah, that's for right. Sure. You got to stay loose hey. out there. You know, these guys, I see their Don't shoulders mean. hunch. They're too tight. They're too tight. Tight as a drum. I just, you know, you don't watch people playing darts and they're sober. 
That's right. <laughs> I don't. That's right. I don't. Darts, darts was ruined when when they stopped allowing people to drink while they played competitively. <laughs> the scene completely dropped off. I it infuriates me that we have what the largest games workshop store in the country, right? Here in uh Oh uh California yeah, the, the Warhammer Cafe. The Warhammer store and cafe. And one of the first announcements they had was we will not bar no, coffee bar. coffee yeah. co- coffee bar. And I was like, what? What <laughs> why would I go there? Yeah, it's insane. So that's actually Squad Games is talking about possibly getting a, a liquor license for uh for future um yeah, and, uh, that's, yeah, that's so something I'm, you I'm, can do for like a day or like a yes. weekend, like a business um, can KTO. get a liquor license. KTO I, had kegs the whole weekend. It was sweet. That's what I want. I told him, I was like, look, man, I'll buy a keg if I get the drink for free and then you can keep the profits because it, it's just if I don't have to run to the bar and like stress out and I can just stay here, like it's <laughs> worth it for me. So um, what, hopefully what, we're going to try and get that done. Another thing that, like, the team tournament, I think, really, like, hammered home was that, like, the team tournament more than, like, regular tournaments was so intense because you had such little time. And so it just, to me, it was just, like, I don't know. They, they're, it's just not, like, a kid's game because <laughs> I just couldn't imagine being a kid in that, I don't know, it was just so, maybe it's just us too, but it was just so, not aggressive, but intense. It just felt and like there, a sprint the whole time? Yes, I think there was, yeah. a, there was I think what he's trying to say is that there was an a- added layer of intensity to, like, you know, there was at one point where we had an opponent who was, he was like, oh, I gotta look up, like, what am I got? I was like, just roll the dice. At this point, just roll the dice. If you roll sixes, like we know my guy's dead, just roll. And he's like, "No, I got like I'm like just roll, roll the dice." I'm like, I'm like, and I, you know, being friendly, but at the same time, like we like we gotta keep it moving because, you know, when we heard at first, like, oh, two and a half hours of game, this is cakewalk, and then you end up at the end of round one, they're like, "There's 90 minutes left." You know, it's 90 minutes. What the fuck? And then like round two ends, and they're like, "Guys, come on!" Like you know, 30 minutes, and you're like, "What is happening?" Um, it just with that many activations, even with this whole like idea of, you know, two people going at once, like we said earlier, that logistically often doesn't work out. So you've got to, you know, you've got to keep it moving. Um, and, and, you know, I never want to rush someone else's decision, but when it comes to like, Hey, let me just quickly look this up. I'm like, just roll them and then we'll go from there and I'm going to figure it out with you. We were, I mean, we were, it was for their benefit because, I mean, we were giving people like hits and rolls and stuff. Like we were just knocking dudes off the table because we knew it didn't matter. We were, we were going for the objectives. We were like, yeah, you killed that guy. He's like, turn to the same. Round two, I knew we had it. And there was at one point, he's like, I'm going to shoot your sniper. I'm like, cool. He's gone. I just pulled him off the board. He's like, he's dead. (laughs) Let's keep going. He's like, awesome. I'm going to move this guy over here. And it's like, yeah, I was just like, let's keep it moving. Oh my God. All right, yeah. so thank you guys for coming on. We are coming no, I've been up. Waiting for this for so long. I know, I know. We were so happy that we were able to get you guys on <laughs> today. The reason <laughs> we're we're coming up on an hour here, so I do have one last question for you, and that is: yeah, shut it down. How did you guys? 
come up with your team name for this event? Our team name was the <laughs> 2002 New England Patriots. And James, despite not being, a, I'm a Patriots fan, being from New England. And James is not, so I'll let James answer it. He came up with the name. <laughs> I don't know. They're just the epitome of greatness. I think they, they shocked the world, which is, which is right. what, you know, <laughs> that was our plan. You know, we just went in, we went in humble for the day and we were just going to, we were just there to do the work and man, did it, it really paid off. I love it. Wow. I saw that team name and I was, I mean, I, I was a little baffled at first and then, you know, the end of the tournament came around and it just made, made a lot more sense. <laughs> it was, so, it was so great when they're announcing these other team names and they're the kind of team names you usually hear at these tournaments. And they're like, and in first place, the 2002 New England Patriots. <laughs> wow. Uh, it's great. Uh, so, uh, again, yeah. uh, to echo Ryan's earlier statement, thank you guys for coming on. It's, it's been great guys. to have you. We're huge um, fans. Can I give a quick shout out? Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was going to ask you that next. Oh, great. Uh, uh, go to the, go to the uh, Command Point um, uh, merch store. Pick up yourself a hoodie. Maybe an oversized sticker. Get yourself some Command Point merch. It looks cool. They've got a great logo. Uh, like and subscribe. Uh, do check out. Um, do check out Squad Games. Um, the Squad Games podcast. Those guys are great. That's Dakota and them. Check out Luster's workshop, and um, that's where he um, uh, sells his three D printed terrain. A lot of other cool stuff. Tokens, all that stuff. And, uh, and please check out, if you're in the Southern California, especially LA area, check out Gameology in Pasadena. It is far and away the best game store I've ever played at. They're super welcoming. They have an incredible yeah. supply. They have awesome tables. They have drink holders. It's air conditioned. They have big windows. You don't feel like you're in a dank basement. And it's in the middle of, of downtown Pasadena. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, the, yeah. the tables were big enough that, you know, like, it, th that's the one thing understated is that this team tournament would not have worked well if the space oh, yeah. wasn't so good. Their yeah. tables are huge and there's so much space between all the tables that Tom and I could run back and forth behind each other and oh, yeah. like yeah. look that's at the, the other thing. If you're, playing, if you're playing a two-man team, this is, this is my one tip to you. Don't stay on one side because a lot of the teams we played, those guys weren't doing what we were doing. I was constantly moving around behind them. That he was behind me. You got to see the whole board. You got to see everything. Yeah. Cause if you get stuck in one spot, I'm, I'm dead serious about this. I saw these guys not doing that and they would get focused on their side of the board and they'd forget about units over there that were left open. And then we would just take advantage of that. That's huge. Beautiful. So one last thing uh, that I want to say just in general, before we, we wrap up the podcast here is Ryan, you and I were talking about this earlier. We just hit 8,000 subscribers on the YouTube oh, channel. So uh, just a huge shout out to everybody that is, uh, that is following us and, and has taken us this far. We are getting so close to 10,000. When we get to 10,000, we're going to have a party. Hell I don't yeah. know what kind of party or the circumstances or anything, but Ryan, we're going to do something special. Oh, yeah. Let's go. And we, we have some time to think about it. But uh, seriously, uh, thank you to everybody. Thank you to our subs. Um, Check out the Discord. Subscribe if you aren't already, of course, as usual. And uh, Ryan, you can you can take it from here. 
Yeah, so if you guys want to support Command Point a little bit further, you can check out our Patreon, and you can check out our YouTube channel membership as well. Like Tom was talking about, we do have a merch store. Link is in the description. And we got two new pieces of merch. We got a new sticker, and you are all such a big fan of the mug. Right, guys? We all love the Command Point mug. I'm getting a mug. I'm yeah, ordering it right be- now. I'm literally clicking on it right now. Well, we now have the black mug. Whoa, wait, wait. I got to go back. There's a black mug? Yeah, yeah. So that'll go with all of your other Command Point merch, guys. Check that out. Link in the description. Thank you all for listening and watching on YouTube, and we will see you all again in the next one.